there was just too much to say, and I had to cut cutting things and cutting things. So I've it's really pretty short here, but I just want to share a few things. God planned out the life of Vicki Barefoot Phelps way back in the eternity past. He had her come into this world on July 4th, 1954. Parents were Ruth and Bunny Barefoot. She had seven siblings. It was Don and Miles and Martha and Kathy and Claiborne and Penny and Richard, and, and they were a close family. Uh, each one of you, uh, family members, siblings, were very, very special to her. Uh, she truly, uh, truly and deeply loved you. She really, really did. We heard different stories, my wife and I, and she really cared for you. And I know that you loved her too. And I, I know that you're going to miss her a lot. But um, she loved the times you guys had together, the family times. We'd hear about the sister retreats. And so you were special to her. And Ted Narain, I know that Vicki really loved you and that, that you loved her like a daughter. I, I know that. And so, and of course, Steve, um, been with you for all these years, and, and it's just been wonderful to see you and Vicki together and just really loving the Lord together. So I just, just want to thank you for being friends and Vicki, too. When Vicki was in high school, God spoke to her heart. She realized she had sinned against the Lord, uh, but she knew and what to do. She believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, and he, she then was forgiven of her sin. She became a child of God. She received eternal life. That verse we know, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That was true of Vicki. Not long after high school, in 1974, she moved to Ames, Iowa. She got involved in that campus church that somebody referenced before. That's, I met her then at that time. It was June of 1976 when I met Vicki for the first time. It was, it was 1983, and I was moving out to Maryland and uh, asked Vicki to go along. She came along and a few others as well. In fact, one of the people in the writing the obituary in the, the, one of the notes there, this is Bruce, and said she was driving the U-Haul, helping drive, and she's a little short person, and her legs are reaching out, and she was going along. We got pictures of that. So um, anyways, just encouraging how God has, has used her. But then it was 1988, very, very important time, August of 1988, she got married to Steve, and wonderful all the years they've been together. Steve's been a wonderful husband. And really a, a great team for the Lord, serving the Lord. It was 1999, my wife and I moved down here to Tampa, and we asked them to move. But the only people we asked to move was Steve and Vicki. And they said, yes, we'll come along. So they came along, and, and for all these years, I mean, since 1999, that's 22-plus years, uh, we've served alongside each other. 18 years in this church right here that you sit in today. God used your life in all these places, and the main way, and you know this already, you could say this, Main way was that she ministered to people's lives. That was it. That was her life, ministering to people. She loved people with an agape love, and people loved her, and people loved to be with her. She had a way of helping people open up, a way of talking to people on a very personal level in deep, meaningful conversations. And many of you here and have already testified, you know exactly what that's like because she has helped you and been with you in so many ways. The key to Vicki's close relationship with people was that she had a close relationship with God. And the truth of the matter is that the RA, the rheumatoid arthritis that she's had now, had for 36 years, helped her to grow in a deeper walk with the Lord. And over the years, and I could see it because I was with her, my wife was with her, we could see that God was helping her, giving her the grace and the peace and the love that she needed just to keep on going. Just an amazing, amazing example there. She depended on God's strength and his grace to get through the years of suffering 
verses, and I know she knew these verses. She thought about these verses a lot. This is 2 Corinthians chapter 12. My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. You look at her journals, and Steve just happened to let me peek at a couple of them a few weeks back, and I said, oh, you sure? It's okay. She loved the Psalms. That's what you see in these journals. She loved the Psalms. She'd write out verses. She'd write her reflections. Psalm 31, 7, I'll be glad and rejoice in your love, for you saw my affliction and knew the anguish of my soul. And of course, she loved Psalm 23, which we just read. She would always think of herself as a little sheepy. And the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. That's verse 1 of that chapter. You look at her smile at all these pictures we saw before, and it was God who helped her to smile and to keep on smiling through all the years. That's, that's what it was. It was a strength of the Lord. I do not know. I, you look at those pictures. Could you tell that she had arthritis from those pictures? You couldn't. It was an amazing display of God's grace. It's just it's a wonderful thing. God also used her RA to help her become more effective in, in people's lives. God worked in and through Vicki in amazing and powerful ways. She had an ability to relate with people and sympathize with people that were hurting. I mean, she could minister to those who were weak because she just felt like they did, and God had given her the grace and the comfort, and she wanted others to know that as well. It's wonderful to see how God fulfilled his plans for Vicki's life. She had a rich and full life filled with love and filled with laughter, filled with good, solid relationships. That's what marked her life. She truly lived, not because she lived for herself, but because she lived for God, and she lived for others. But God brought Vicki's life, her earthly life, to an end 10 days ago, December 1st, that morning, about 5.30. And immediately, and this is amazing, miraculous thing, how did God do it? God's God. He took Vicki from her earthly body and from this earth and brought her to heaven to be with himself, to be with Jesus, to be with her parents who went on before her and others, many others who passed on through the earth. God did that. What, what an amazing miracle. I want to share three verses that summarize her entire life as a Christian. There's a number of these. I want to read three special ones, and I'm sure she knew these as well. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The simple one, Philippians 1.21, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Then this one in Psalm 73 Lord, I'm always with you. You always hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterwards you'll take me to glory. Gain glory living with the Lord forever. That's where she's at now. But why did God take her home? What were his reasons? Oftentimes when we have loved ones and friends that pass away, we ask the question, why? What happened? I just want to share a few verses because it's very important for us as people to understand life from God's perspective. We see life from our perspective. Well, that's fine sometimes, but it's imperative that we see how does God think. Just a few verses here. First, the days that God planned out for Vicki were over. Psalm 139, 16, all the days ordained for me were written in your book before one came to be. He knew exactly. It was 24,621 days exactly. That's the God, days God gave her, July 4th, 1954, December 1st, 2021. Vicki's work was done. Acts 13, 36 says, David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep. That is, he physically died. And Vicki died having completed, having finished all the work that God wanted her to do, period. That's it. 
3. God wanted Vicky, his child, one he dearly loved, to be with him in heaven. It says in Psalm 115, verse 16, Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his godly ones. How can we argue with God? How can we argue with her heavenly Father? We can't. God wanted her home. God wanted to take Vicky out of this world of sin, sorrow, sickness, sadness. That's what he wanted. Somebody referenced this before. Vicky was in pain for such a long time. And Revelation chapter 21, verse 4 says, He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There'll be no more death than mourning and crying and pain. And that is true for Vicky Phelps at this time. Next, God wanted to bless Vicky with the wonders of heaven, a great inheritance and rewards, many rewards. We, this is a subject that many Christians and not even many pastors really talk about the rewards that God wants to give us. It says in 1 Corinthians 2, 9, no eye has seen, no ear, eye has, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered the heart of man all that God has prepared for those who love him. Psalm 16, 11 says, in your presence is fullness of joy, in your right hand are pleasures forever. And then in Ecclesiastes 7, 1, the day of death is better than the day of birth. For Vicki, December 1st was better than July 4th. Because December, December 1st is the day that she left this sinful world and went to be with her father and with the Lord Jesus and to be then with him forever and ever. Hebrews chapter 12, speaking of Vicki, you've come to Mount Zion and the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem, and to myriads of angels, to the general assembly and church of the firstborn who are in heaven, and to God, the judge of all, and the spirits of righteous men, made, righteous men made perfect, and to Jesus, the mediator of a new covenant. That was true for Vicki, December 1st, 530. That came true, those verses in Hebrews chapter 12. And so Vicki then is, is, is with the Lord Jesus, and Jesus wanted Vicki to be with him. Jesus, of course, being the one who loved her more than anyone else, and I cannot help, I know this is true, that they've already met. They've already talked. They smiled at each other. They've talked to each other. They've loved each other, encouraged each other. Vicki, Savior, Jesus, she met. It says in Psalm 11, this is then a metaphor, it says the upright will see his face. Vicki was upright. She has seen the Lord's face. So Vicki's now in heaven. She's doing just fine. Far better than she's ever, ever done before. And since we live in the end times, the last days of this church age, we know it won't be long before Jesus Christ comes back to rapture the church. And it's at that time, it's at that time, that all believers from all time will receive glorified bodies. As it says in 1 Corinthians 15, powerful, immortal, glorious, and spiritual bodies. And I'm sure Vicki's excited about that. I know Vicki wants to see each one of you in heaven. That's what she wants. And that only can happen if you're perfectly holy, but the truth is that none of us are holy. So how can that happen? I mentioned just a few things. First, you understand that God himself made you, that he himself is holy and just, and that you are accountable to him for how you lived your life on this earth. Second is knowing that you sinned against God in your thoughts, words, and actions, that God must punish a person for their sins against him. It says in, in, in Ezekiel 18, the soul that sins will die. It's knowing that God sent his son, Jesus Christ, to this earth, that he was born as a baby. We celebrate this season thinking about that, that he became a man, that he lived a perfect life, that he died on the cross to pay for people's sins. 
That's what he did. It says in 1 Peter 3.18, Christ also died for sinners' sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God. Next is telling God you're sorry that you sinned against him and believing and believing then that Jesus died for you and paid for your sins. That's, that's what it is. And Vicki did that, and that's what God wants for all of you. And once you do that, then you're forgiven. You have eternal life, most wonderful thing, this relationship with God forever, and then you're a child of God. And if you've not yet turned from your sin and turned to Christ, then now's the time, now's the day. Put your trust in him, believe that Jesus died for you, believe that he paid for your sins, and you'll be saved. Romans chapter 10, it says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. This was true for Vicki. We must know this. She now has eternal life, a perfect relationship with God and Jesus that will last forever and ever and ever. One final verse for John 11:25 and 6. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies, and everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for Vicki, the life you gave her on earth and the life you are now giving her in heaven. We thank you that you used her, her life on earth in a great way, especially with people. And yes, we're sad, for we will miss you, but we're glad because she is no longer in any pain, but instead is with you and is having the time of her life, what you planned for her way back in eternity past, if any here don't know you, we ask that you forgive their sins and save their soul and then use them for your purposes and then at the right time, bring them to heaven. And for all of us, lead us, help us, protect us, enable us to love you and live for you and fulfill the plans you have for our lives. We pray all this in Jesus' name, amen. At this time, we'll have our congregational